back to Biryani for Thought. My name is Mukund. And this is Shavin. And today we're joined by a very good friend of ours, Rakesh Suresh. Hi, Hi Rakesh. <laughs> how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. And what are we discussing about, Shavin? So today, boys, I want to discuss about the five love languages. So first of all, like the first one is words of affirmation. So it's about affirming, I guess, yourself in terms of wanting your partner to yep. um, let you know like how much they care for you or how much they Appreciate love you. you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Through verbal cues, right? Mm. Yep. And what's one of the, like, what's a good way in which you can actually communicate that? Like, how can you express that words of affirmation for someone? Who, um, what if, if that's their love language? Yeah, I think it could be done through like sending letters or um, even a text. Nowadays, text, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, sending letters or via card, right? Or just telling them every day that you appreciate them. Yeah, exactly. Just simple things, really. Like it doesn't have to be anything special, right? Like it could just be a simple like act of appreciation when they do something nice or when they look nice. Yeah. I think that goes a long way. Um, and obviously with someone whose love language is words of affirmation, there are some things that you want to avoid as well. Yeah, um, that would be like not recognizing or appreciating someone's efforts right yeah exactly so it's like sometimes. i guess missing the point of actually not saying it at all yep. yeah sometimes you just want the validation from your partner I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly and not receiving that would be pretty harmful for that other person yep and the next one would be physical touch physical touch is obviously a very common way in which a lot of people show love it's pretty much just non-verbal use of like body language and touch to show love yeah. um something other than non other than verbal cues some simple ways you can do it is literally by hugging your partner um, through kisses, through cuddling, any form of touch that shows love. Um, and something you really want to avoid when your partner does have physical touch as their love language is just showing them any form of physical neglect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one is receiving gifts. So this is just like having thoughtful gifts, just giving your partner a surprise. Yeah. So ways you can do this, I guess, are like giving well thought out gifts expressing your gratitude when receiving gifts or yep. giving gifts. Yeah. Things to avoid would be not appreciating the effort they put in or the, like, forgetting about special occasions. Yeah. yeah. So anything that revolves around gifts, I guess, are pretty important in that case. Yeah. So the fourth one is quality of time. I mean, it says it, it, says it in its name. It's all about spending time with your partner. Um, and it, most of all, avoiding distractions because that's the worst part that can come with um, quality time. Yeah. Fair enough. That's fair. Um, and the fifth one, and I would say one of the most important ones, is acts of service. Hey, that's a bit biased, isn't it? <laughs> acts of service, pretty much, because I feel like it's a very good way to show unconditional love, um, because it's I feel like it's purely selfless, um, and it's just about you wanting to help the other person um, for like completely out of your benefit. Um, it doesn't have to be anything big. It could literally just be like making them breakfast or just like doing something nice for them, going out of your way to help them. Um, and definitely some things to avoid in that sense would be like when you're lacking like follow through on like small and large tasks as well. So those are the five main love languages. Yeah, actually, Mukund, that sparked a thought when you said that act of kindness was the like most priority. Do you think there's a hierarchy? Like in terms of like which one is the better one? Yeah. The worst one? Cool. Clearly you have some bias. Actually, <laughs> Kesh, maybe I should ask you, do you think there's a hierarchy? I don't think there's a hierarchy per se. Uh, it's very much dependent on everyone's relationship. And personally, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a hierarchy in like what I feel is the best because it's very much dependent on each couple and not the society in general. Yeah, I think like I think what he's saying in terms of society, like I think some stuff is just valued more. I feel like people just value something like quality time more and acts of service more because it's just seen as more unconditional. Uh, but something like I don't know, I just feel like in society, physical touch is maybe not seen as like as 
of like a selfless thing okay compared to like the other some of the other that's true just, yeah. but now it's all about being like being selfless is like the way to go yeah so i guess wanting something isn't really the best thing i guess in a way yeah i guess so i guess it's frowned upon that's probably yeah that's probably what do you reckon that's why uh, pda is frowned upon yeah i don't know i don't think that's actually i think it's just more so because it's a relationship like you're displaying relationships too publicly right like i don't think it's what do you think Logan? like yeah like it's yeah it's what you're saying i think like it doesn't really have to do with the love languages it's more so just like a relationship thing like people just don't like some relationships being public they're just i don't know maybe they're like they're not used to seeing relationships in a public sense or they just don't like public affection maybe Straying yeah. away from relationships, do you reckon that love languages are only for romantic relationships? Like, what about your friendships? Do you think you can apply them to that? Yeah, I think actually, like, thinking about my friends, right, I feel like they are very much in terms of for quality time. Um, like, yeah, I don't need to tell my best mate, like, oh, you're such a great mate. I think they'll still stay, stay around if I just give them some quality time, you know? Um, but, I mean, for me, myself, I'm very much, like, um a quality time sort of person so i guess my friends also understand that with me yeah so i guess like with your friends words of affirmation it, it just isn't like their i mean it could language, be theirs maybe. but yeah I, I mean we haven't had these conversations with them um but yeah i think for me it's just more so you can sort of tell right as in where you you get the sense of appreciation or in terms of like you can see where the friendship comes from and most most of the time it's just coming from spending quality time with them yeah. um, and I think the friends that I do that with they stay right whereas I guess those who I don't say much to them they slowly disappear yeah and also I think like receiving gifts is a pretty common thing that like in friendships do. yeah like yeah. little things sometimes I'm like oh I guess this would be active service like just going and like buying chocolate for everyone I feel like it's a, like a little active service that happens in the group mm-hmm yeah, I think that fits in both, I would say, both acts of service and receiving gifts. So, yeah, it's clearly not something that's just restricted to French, like to romantic relationships. Yeah. It's something that you can do with friendships as well. Yeah. So then, because, like, yeah, clearly mine's about friends, like how I said, right? Do you think it can change dependent on who you're with? Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, I think so, because you were saying how, like, your, some of your friends might have words of affirmation as their yeah. love language. So I think if you recognize that you'd, like, try more, like, more effort, to show them that you like appreciate them at least through like verbal cues um and if someone like shares the same as you in terms of like quality time being their love language maybe you would spend more time not doing like words of affirmation or any of the other love languages but then do you think do you think like that um love language would become yours i don't think it would become yours i feel like with each individual person you would like show a specific type of love language okay like for example uh like if we're just sitting down, Mukun always loves putting his hand over me. And then, example, like, I don't do it with a shivin, right? So I think it depend, it changes on, it depends on each person. Yeah, I think, okay, so yeah, I feel like if the question that you're asking shivin is if your love language just changes, yeah. I feel like that might be, that might be hard to change because, like, you, like, you love specific things out of the love languages because that's how you feel loved. Yeah. So I don't think that will change depending on the person. Okay. Maybe you may be used to how another person shows love and then you may be like you may acknowledge it more depending on the person, like especially if you're with them for a long time. But I don't think it will change based on like I don't think your in intrinsic love language will change. I think then, it's just the way you show love that may change. 
Okay. If you are being considerate of the other person's love language. How do you think this love language actually formed? Like, I'm now trying to question myself, like, how did I get quality time? And for me, I would have to say my, I feel like my love languages though, with friends is kind of different to with in a relationship. Because for me, I feel like physical touch in a relationship is quite important to me. Like, I really need those hugs, you know? So like, I'm just questioning now as to where did I get these love languages as to, okay, I resonate with um, quality time and physical touch. Where do you think those would come if like, if friends don't change it, or like being surrounded by people who have different ones don't change it? I wonder for myself, at least, do you guys ever wonder where we actually got that initial bias towards a certain love language? Yeah, well, I, I don't think that uh, it changes it changes because obviously when you are receiving a certain love language, you're more inclined to like gain those character, uh, characteristics from the person. So mm -hmm. I feel like it does change. So maybe you were used to physical touch or quality time as a child or just growing up with your friends. Yeah, I think growing up plays a big part because like what you're used to when you did grow up when you're a baby, like especially how your parents would have showed love to you yeah. or how your parents wouldn't have shown love to you. I think you either like seek that um, or you look for that more in like not just romantic relationships, just in friendship, because that's your definition of love, right? That's your idea of love. So I think definitely your childhood um, plays a big part in developing those love languages. But I think over time, when you have different relationships with friends and your partners as well, that also like refines it. As yeah, well. the people you hang with, the people you've grown up with, essentially. Yeah, right. it's like how your circle changes the way you think. I feel like your circle would change the way you think about love language as well. Because in countries where, like, I feel like in countries, like in Asian countries in India, for example, PDA is really not like a big thing. Like it yeah, is frowned upon. Yeah. So physical touch, even though some people might like it and they may feel appreciated by it, it's not they might express. not show it or express it, like you're saying. Yeah. Now, random thought. You know, science experiments always like do random things. What if we isolated a human being and we just kept them in a room? Do you think over time, with no exposure to, or let's say they had equal exposure to each love language, do you think they would, you know, like over time they'll be, have bias towards one of them? So all the controls are no, like equal exposure to all five. Yeah. And over time, do you think the bias would change? Like it's really tough to think yeah, about. That's like, pretty interesting. <laughs> I feel like even if you do isolate it to having equal amounts of each, like each love language, yeah. the moment they get in the open, I guess they are bound to have a bias towards one more thing because the moment they meet, the moment they meet someone, that person is going to show their love language and then they're going to get influenced. So you're saying no one can actually be all five? No, I feel like you have, you have parts of each one, but ultimately you are more biased towards one or two of them. I think, yeah, just naturally you're going to be like, you're going to feel more strongly about some love languages more than others, because okay. I feel like that's just how we think. So in terms of your proposed experiment, like it makes sense or like if they are like if they are exposed to equal amounts of each love language i still feel like because of the innate nature of mm -hmm. humans and the way the person would think there will be something that resonates with them more so when they even though it's equal amounts of like exposure in mm -hmm. terms of the amounts you're talking about for example the gifts that they received might be resonated with them more compared to the acts of service that they got because they might just not like consider it more they might just not consider it at a larger level yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I I don't know why I keep imagining just a monkey and they keep getting um, <laughs> bananas every time. Yeah, so maybe they resonate with receiving gifts more. Yeah, yeah. Case, right? yeah, exactly. Okay, let's say you're with the same person for a long amount of time. Do you think your love language will change? 
Yeah, I think it definitely can, right? Because I feel like even if it's the same person, your external experiences as you grow older would change. I feel like as you grow older, maybe you value quality time more because your circle grows smaller. So as like, I don't know, I'm just assuming this based off like old couples. I feel like old couples value each other's time more and they value spending, like being in each other's presence more because it's time is what they have less of, right? As they grow older, so they value that more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, with me, before, I have a friend who lives far away. And I think, especially now that we're far away, I value quality time more than what I did maybe a few years ago when I didn't have this experience. Yeah, exactly. But if, like, I'm just curious, though. If they're far away, do you think words of affirmation, like, why would it be quality time over words of affirmation? Right? Because you have, we have such little time together that you cherish each little moment you have with them. Which is why I feel like quality time for me is one of my biggest uh, love languages. Yeah, I feel like words of affirmation is how you would show the love more. Yeah. Because like that's one of the more accessible ways in which you can do it when you have someone that does live far away from you. But because of that, indirectly, I think words of affirmations, the value placed on them might actually decrease. Because like that's the uh, one lo like love language that's so, like I don't want to say overused. But used it's constant, in yeah. Constant, yeah. yeah. The value that's an interesting take. Hey, so yeah. then does that mean we can like get used to a certain love language where it just doesn't matter anymore? Yeah, that's pretty much like sensitization, desensitization, yeah. right? Desensitization. Like if you want to think about it in a scientific it is, it becomes way, the normal, I guess. It becomes the norm. Then yeah. it's not especially anymore. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't show certain love languages. <laughs> yeah, just still it's, like, it's like, boys, I'll give you a gift when you turn fifty, so you'll appreciate it. Yeah, more. yeah. <laughs> I, I think that we shouldn't like guide our judgment, guide our decisions based off that, because that would be a silly way of looking at things. But I think it's also important to just balance out the different love languages rather than saturating one thing. Because yeah. when you balance it out, obviously different ways in which you can show love, they'd also appreciate it because you're you're seeing it in a more holistic way yeah. the relationship. But in like being in a relationship, let's say going back to like a romantic relationship, do you think it's I guess healthy if you're very if you're being conscious of what you're portraying and what you want to receive or do you think it's better to be have it natural you know i think having like a natural organic. i think having a natural is the best way to go like like some like i'll say acts of service mm -hmm. it should just come naturally like you shouldn't be forcing yourself to do it but that's I because guess. that's your love language right yeah so like because my thing is i like physical touch so if my partner doesn't give as many hugs as i like do you think i should um like wait or like let her know that hey can you give me more hugs or just let it organically come because then if i say that she's going to give me hugs but does she mean it you know you have all that stuff so i definitely think you should say something about it because communication is key in a relationship yeah we've yeah. all heard that one <laughs> yeah i think yeah I, I think it's important what like you two are saying um as well because like if you feel like there is something that is being neglected in a relationship like if you feel that physical touch is really important to you and it's not being provided you should definitely communicate that. Um, and I think if your partner, it doesn't have to be just your partner, it could be a friend as well. If they are mature enough to understand that, they, I don't think they would do it just for the sake of like you saying. But yeah. to be honest, even if they consider doing it because you're saying it, that's them showing love. That's what I'm yeah, saying. They're still making yeah. an active effort yeah. to I guess make you true. feel appreciated. Yeah, that's a good way to see it as well. But um, definitely, I think this also goes back to like, yourself like mm. you considering what your partner wants what your friend wants just you reflecting upon it even without the other person saying so i f i feel like i understand what cash means in terms of like it's good to be natural because you just go like it's an organic way of looking at things mm -hmm. but sometimes you do definitely need to take a step back and assess the situation and think all right am i delivering am i 
appreciating this person in the best way possible is, yeah, is yeah. there a way where i can show my love better in a way that they they understand that i appreciate them because yeah. sometimes it's just hard for people to understand that you appreciate them like even if because they just don't un, like the wavelengths are a bit um different i would feel yeah yeah i yeah. agree yeah do you think if the wavelengths were never the same do you think that would like drift a friendship apart just in the sense of love love languages so you still so going back to like how mukun and i were talking about the seven friendship types all that is there just this love languages in terms of how you approach situations or like how you are as friends do you think that would affect anything do you think that would like play a part Rakesh? i think it definitely does play a part because you do want to be surrounded by people who have similar love languages like make you feel appreciated or you want to like show your love you want to feel loved as well yeah so not being around those people who are able to show love to you i guess the connection will slowly start to drift but at the same time i feel like if you're in a good position where you're already friends it probably does mean that your wavelengths did match at one point that's true like if yeah. you're already at that position um so yeah i guess people's love languages can change over time like we talked about in which case you can definitely drift apart because it wouldn't make sense if your wavelengths didn't match like you just wouldn't you'd, i just don't think you'd be able to connect on that same level before but i think because you're in that position where you are close friends to a point where you're discussing love languages or consciously making an effort to okay. show love i think you are already at least there is some overlapping the wavelength yeah i agree like definitely like it can change over time like and then you don't necessarily have to drift apart yeah that's fair cash did you two boys have anything else to add on like love languages or like anything about like, any of any other questions that we had regarding it no that's it that's our biryani for thought <laughs> thank you rakesh for joining us today thanks for having me on guys i'll see you next time and guys we'll see you in our next episode see you guys next week signing out